Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E presents From Beyond, featuring your hosts, mother-daughter psychic mediums, Nadia Shapiro and Dr. Barbara Williams. Welcome, everybody. Happy Saturday. I am your host, Nadia Shapiro. And I'm Barbara Williams. Hope everybody (laughs) had a wonderful holiday. Yes, yes. Happy holidays. We're bringing in the new year with an exciting topic on psychic self-defense. So um, this is a a subject year as well. Right? Yes, it sure is. This is definitely a subject that's both near and dear to both of our hearts, and it's probably out of all of the things in the metaphysical world, we I think that we talk about the most. <laughs> Wouldn't you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get uh, many, many calls for as well. Right. And besides the fact of us needing to clean up each other all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's kind of nice to have a partner that, you know, you can call if you're not feeling well or you're you're feeling congested with some funky energy that you know is not yours. And, um, you know, it's nice to have somebody to be able to do that. As a matter of fact, I definitely encourage everybody to um, that does energy work or wants to learn how to do energy work, you know, to find somebody that can do that for you. Because often when you... Um, discover that you haven't been in your own energy and you learn how to clean up your own energy and stay in your own energy, it doesn't feel very good when you're not in your own energy. And so it's good to have somebody to kind of quickly clean you up and get you back into that space. Now, that brings up a question. So, you know, when when you made that statement, and I'm sure that some of our callers may want to know, how do you know when you're not in your own energy? What is that? What are some of the signs that would be? Well, most of the time we're not in our own energy. For example, um, if you are going for a walk somewhere and you decide to sit down in some random seat or a bench or something, and previously, maybe an hour or even a week earlier, um, a husband and wife were sitting there and they were fighting. Maybe the husband was even abusive. And... um, So you decide to sit there, and that energy hasn't been cleaned up, and you sit there, and then all of a sudden, you might start feeling either sad or angry, and it's kind of just like an all-of-a-sudden feeling, and then you go home, and you have their energy in your auric field. So I usually say that most of the time, unless you're consciously aware of being in your own energy, you're probably not in your own energy, especially if you tend to be very emotional. Um. You know, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people think that most of their emotions are from them, and usually it's actually from other sources uh, that they've either picked up along the day or the week, or even you know residual energy from you know 
years and years um, from family. So most most often we're not in our own energy. Which is a really good point because, oddly enough, in the seasonal time, it's a very good topic because we're mostly around our family. And even <laughs> though we love our families, it, it just as Nod said, we can pick up a lot of energies that are not necessarily our own. And it's very difficult to define that. Um, it could be where you work. You could be picking up, you know, energies. Uh, if you go to a hospital or you're visiting in a nursing home or, for that matter, I mean, any store, Walmart, you know, uh, Macy's, wherever you go, there is energy present. So it's very, very easy to pick it up. Right. And uh, today I think we want to go over just, you know, a few um, examples of how people can protect and cleanse themselves. A lot of this stuff, um, you know, it kind of needs to be viewed in person. And um, I, I'm working on a, a way to get a video up so I can show everybody effectively how to basically cut cords and to do shielding techniques. But um, today we would like to be able to give you some things to go home and, and really work with that are, are going to be very effective and um, are going to you know, make you feel better. <clears throat> when you're in your own energy, you'll notice that you have a lot more of it. Um, you tend to be um, happy, peaceful, um, more relaxed. You don't, you won't feel um, as rushed. You won't feel, if you tend to get anxiety, you won't necessarily feel that anxiety. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to give you a few techniques to kind of go home and practice with and and the techniques that we give you not only can be used for yourself, but you can use them for other people, family members, children, friends, um, home, cars, you know, all of that stuff. Right. And, um, you know, one point, Nod, you know, because you and I, we talk a lot. Well, we talk every day, sometimes a couple times. And, you know, we we constantly are checking our energy and one thing I, I will say is that I have seen many times, you know, when someone's cleaned up, there are times when it, doesn't, it barely takes any time at all for them to call back something or, you know, reattach that, that energy that they had just picked up that's clean. So it would be nice for people to learn how to not do that as much, not as often. Right. You know, that's very helpful. It was very helpful when I learned that. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, I think we've discussed this on the show before, you know, when we were talking about attachments, and and everybody's more than welcome to go pull up that episode. I think it was um, actually a a month ago that we had that show. Um, More often than not, when we do clear people, they call it right back. And, um, you know, that's why we kind of have a long discussion with people before we remove something like that, that, you know, you've got to be consciously aware that you might call that back in. So maybe the first thing we should get into is maybe how to properly cleanse your home, office, or car, because this is one of the first steps before even cleaning up your own energy, because if you clean up your energy and then you go into a dirty home, then you'll have dirty energy again. Good point. um, I know we talked about this the other day um, when most people think that, you know, just simply kind of um, staging their house will remove stuff. And that's 
that's not necessarily true. Right. So right. Um, one of the, the things that I like to use besides SAGE is um, the mantra OM, which is available on my website. I actually um, made a, my own rendition of this. And you simply um, play it in one room. And if you can hear it in all of the rooms, it will energetically clean your whole house within 20 minutes. And you can just leave this always playing in the background. And this will remove um, most unwanted energies. Although if you do have um, an attachment or um, a haunting of some sort, it might not necessarily remove that. It can but maybe not, we'll say not all. And that's available at my website, NadiaShapiro.com, for a, a download. Anyways, um, let's go over some techniques besides the, the oming that could help, um, you know, clear a house. What would you recommend? When, when, I, um, what, when I do house cleansing, it always amazes me that people do just as you said, Nod that they go around, they sage it, and they expect that to be it. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, it's only a matter of time before they call me back again. You know, when, when I do do, uh, if I get called for a house cleansing, I generally will, you know, do things. I start with a medicine wheel, number one, on the property. Because, I mean, that's just the way I do it. And I include the land with the property. And I get inspiration from all elements working with me rather than against me. And I think, you know, I, I do always use the OM CD as well. You know, there are, you know, there are many different techniques. I do use salt, absolutely. You know, there are proper ways and orders to do some of these things as well. Um, there are herbs you can use for house cleansing as well that have gone back for centuries. You know, it's very interesting and some of the most common ones. But, you know, it is in conjunction with things. It's not just one individual end-all, be-all, this will do it forever. So, you know, there are nuances when you're doing a home specifically. You know, I also, you know, have done a fair amount of homework. And when I do clear a house, I mean, I name all of the access points, gateways, manifestations, creations, entities, and, and there are a myriad of those. And I have it all written down because I couldn't memorize. There are so many of them. And, you know, and I do always do things for the best and the highest and bring the light involved in it. And intention is very important when you're doing, whether it's your own cleansing, your house cleansing, or someone else. Your intention is very, very important. You know, I, if you don't have the best intention, maybe at the moment, maybe you shouldn't be the one doing it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense, Nod? Yes, you know, absolutely. I mean, everybody gets in a funk sometimes. And those are not the times that you should be doing things. So, you know, when you're in a good place and you have protected yourself, you know, one of the rules of thumb, like I think in almost any genre, medicine, spirit, is, you know, protect yourself, then you can help others. And I, and I think that, you know, I do live by that rule as well. I know you do not because you're very careful about cleaning your own energy 
before you know you will dabble and do anyone else's. And that's a really good rule of thumb. And I I appreciate that reinforcement. You know, when we talk, and you know, we run a lot of ideas by each other. So I do appreciate that. Um, I do use sea salt for cleansing, but only after I thoroughly cleanse the inside of the house. And that so, that um, would let's, mean. Let's be a little bit more specific. Um, like, where do you put the salt and which direction do you go in? That way people can do it at home. All right. If I'm, if I'm starting with a house, number one, the, the, I do interview people, okay? And, you know, I find out what's going on in the house. And um, I start at the furthest point when I do a house, okay? And I always do clockwise rotation when I sage, okay, and I sage completely any oils or herbs. I would put an anoint on every door or window. Um, I would also sage any cupboard, nook, cranny, shower, any, any, any little thing like that needs to be opened and cleaned. And, you know, even backing up before then, you know, if there is a house and it has a lot of items in it. You know, you would have a lot of old energy that could be stuck in that. Like if you have piles, you know, and, you know, that type of thing, realize that old energy can get stuck in things like that. So spring cleaning is a great idea to get rid of some of those piles so you don't have the chance of having things like that stuck. Does that make sense? Yeah, and this actually also brings up another great point about the intention, because when I sage, I actually go counterclockwise, um, reason being because I follow the pranic healing principles of counterclockwise is cleansing. But this brings up a great point, because really, it's all about your intention. There's a hundred millions of different right. ways to do things, right? So right. if you have a pure intention of cleaning cleansing your house and we'll just say for the sake of keeping it easy we're just talking about a house that maybe does not have an entity in it or a ghost in it so just you know somebody who's interested in clearing some energy in their home and and getting that new fresh start new year's great time to start cleansing your house energetically and yourself but um, that's a, a great point to hit on. It's really all in your intention. Right. And and also, you know, you're going to exclaim, you know, you're not going to usually walk around a house quietly. You know, you want to express your intention. I clear and release any and all negative energies. You know, something as simple as that. You know, where you would constantly almost use that as a mantra to express your intention when you do that. Um. And that, that really, you know, and then if I was doing a house blessing, you know, that's something that I would do after I had done everything. And that would be saging, any herbs that I would use. Um, other things in the home that, you know, can help is um, black tourmaline in the corners of the house, in the, in the cornerstones outside the house. Now, salt, traditionally, I have heard of people using salt Inside the house, if you're going to do that, 
Um, and I use that for cleansing stones and items or, or you know, people or showering. But if you're going to use that on your, in your home, I would advise you do a very weak mixture with water and some salt and spray it. Otherwise, it can stain, you know, your walls and all that. But generally, I will use salt on the outside of the home and pay particular attention to any entries, doorways, and windows. You want to do extra. If you're embarrassed by your neighbors, just tell them you're salting to keep slugs away. You know, very simple. Um, but, you know, and that, that will actually help to keep things from coming in that you have eliminated already from inside the house. Yeah, <clears throat> excellent point. Um, that's you know also the salt is really for protection it's been it's been um around for a very very long time um it's probably one of the oldest protection methods i think that i've ever heard of right right centuries centuries old right and and i mean even some of the stones go back many many centuries you know back to the egyptian times where, you know, they were pretty savvy on, on, you know, some of their usages of herbs. You think about it, um, myrrh, frankincense, you know, those are used to clear and cleanse as well. You know, and they, they also use them in the funerary rites, and that was to purify and cleanse, you know, and right. we use that today. It's amazing how some of this wisdom really is centuries and centuries old that we kind of have to dig up and use. Well, it's worked for centuries. Why not use it now? Right, right. And um, hitting on salt a little bit. um, So one of the first things that I um, tell the people that I'm working with, whether they're my clients or their students, is salt baths are, you know, are one of the most effective ways to get most of the dirty energy out of your auric field, out of your aura, with the intention, of course. So um, mm-hmm. what we recommend is taking a salt bath. Um, now, if your energy is pretty dirty and or you've never done this technique before, I recommend doing it every day for about two weeks. And what you do is you put about a cup of salt into your bathtub with about um, 10 to 15 drops of organic, all-natural lavender oil. You definitely want to make sure it's an organic type because it's going to be going into your pores. And um, what you do is you sit in the bathtub for 20 minutes, and you definitely want to do this at night because you will feel a little bit tired afterwards, and you are going to um, simply just sit there and allow all of the energy the dirty energy to be sucked into the salt water. Now, my experience with this is that I actually feel my whole body contracting. Um, And I have talked to a few other people that feel the same thing. And that's definitely a a good feeling. That's definitely something that um, it's basically your, your aura kind of contracting and removing all of the dirty energy out of it. But you definitely want to sit there with the intention of removing the dirty energy and just you know sit there in that intention for 20 minutes and then allow the salt to go down the drain and, and you get up and you go to bed 
Um, definitely, you probably don't want to try this in the morning um, because, like I said, it will drain a little bit of your energy. But when you sleep, your energy will naturally replenish itself. So if you've never tried this before, you definitely um, want to do it for about two weeks in a row, every day in a row. Um, if you do not have a bathtub, what you do is you make a salt scrub and you put um, the salt mixture on all of your chakras and you sit there with it for about 20 minutes. And then you rinse everything off. Oh, sorry. After the bath, you definitely want to rinse everything off as well. And um, that's definitely a great way to uh, clean your own energy. So I'd start off with cleaning the home, cleansing the home, whether you're using the ohm or the sage. And then um, go ahead and take a salt bath. And this is going to be a great way to start off your new year and starting in with clean, healthy, fresh energy. And then when you have clean, fresh, healthy energy, then you can set an intention for whatever it is that you're wanting to welcome in to the new year. Anything you want to add on that? Um, no, I, I generally always do the salt showers. A um, couple things is use, if you're going to do a salt shower, the mixture you want to use is a very fine grade. And you want to shower yourself, soak yourself off first. And then you want to, you know, I generally put the salt everywhere, and I just very lightly, and I shut the shower off for at least 10 minutes. If you're feeling particularly funky, a couple of visuals for you. You can call in Archangel Michael to help cut all cords at this time. The other thing that I do say and express is when I rinse it off, I visualize all dirty negative energy, almost like coal or soot, rinsing off, and I just visualize it all going down the drain. And then the other thing is I'm very careful and I rinse out the shower. If you're bathing, please rinse the tub out because what you don't want is to have that negative energy sit there and congeal for the next person, or even get on your feet. So please, you know, wash it out afterward. But the visual helps. So after I rinse it out, I still leave the water running. And it's almost like when the water is running, I try to use that element to refuel my tank. Now, lavender is that actually helps break up diseased energy as well. But it also is a natural relaxant. It's also an antibacterial herb, so it works on cleansing in a lot of different ways. And uh, I find that when I come out of the shower, I'm completely refreshed. I generally do it at night as well because then, you know what, I, I feel great and I want to relax and it's just so much easier to go to bed. So I agree with you, Nod, that the lavender can make you a little sleepy, you know, uh, but it's known for its relaxing qualities. And, and I do always call in a lot of times the help of Archangel Michael. If I'm noticing that I really do have a lot of issues and I feel like I need protected. So I, I, I'm also thankful. It's sort of like my little ritual at night where, you know, I will think, you know, I'll be thankful for the water, for cleansing, because in some cultures, there's not free water. 
I'm thankful for the fire element because it helps heat the water because, you know what, cold showers are terrible. And I am so grateful for warm to heat that. And the lavender actually helps to scent, which brings in the element of air, which is great. And salt, of course, represents the earth. So, you know, you bring in and you're thankful and grateful for everything that we are blessed to have as well. So you come out of it with an air of gratitude as well as, uh, you know, a new outlook, a fresher outlook and standing in your own energy. Because at the end of all this, that's what you stand in is your own energy. And that's a wonderful feeling. Yes, it definitely is. Um, once you're, like I said before, once you're, you've been in your own energy, even for a day, an hour, a week, you will notice as soon as something comes up for you, as soon as something comes into your own energy, it, like I said, it doesn't feel good. It feels yucky. You'll definitely start to be able to differentiate between who you are and what's kind of mucking up your energy. <clears throat> and so, oh, um, not- yes. I, I had a great thing that I, that I want to talk about, and you're okay. great at this. Okay. You know, because uh, I'm thinking about, you know, it's a holiday time, and, you know, we have sometimes those friends or relatives that, you know, you just love, and you have to see them or talk to them, and by the end of five minutes, you feel like you have been drained of every ounce of blood that you have in your body. Okay? <laughs> you mean, are you talking about energy vampires? <laughs> I am. Oh. It's the season. <laughs> and I think people really, you know, it's good to give people a few clues on how to deal with that, especially during this time of year, because, you know, we love our families and our friends. But well, sometimes I often hear that referred to as um, uh, in-laws, right? In-laws. <laughs> Oh no! I love my, I love my in laws. No, no, not I do not hear, ours. I do hear it from some people. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And and it's not that they're not good people. It's just that you feel so drained at the end of that conversation or that interaction that you want to just curl up and go to sleep. So how can we like uh, lessen some of that? Well, how can we? <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, you know, there there are ways, and, and it's funny because, you know, I will do with groups, and I will actually bring a dowsing rod and show people how effective they can be at closing their own energy and closing their own energy field for their own safety so they feel comfortable, you know. Um, and, and, and I will literally measure people when they're just sitting there, and then I will ask them to just, do things like uh, maybe gently cross their hand, hands in front of each other or cross their feet at the ankles, okay? And then I measure them. And what happens is the dowsing rods can go very, very close without crossing. And what that means is their energy field has gotten very close to their body, which means that it's denser and they have more of a protection, So, you know, another way to do it, and if you ever watch somebody, if they're being yelled at or their their boss is raking them over the coals, if you ever look at their, their body language, what do they do? Well, they cross their arms immediately. And where do they cross it? Well, they cross it actually between their solar plexus and their heart. 
because that's generally where our elbows meet. And they're doing it, and they're really unconsciously protecting those chakras from that assault. And what it does do to our energy field is it actually closes it down and makes it a little bit more, you know, denser. So we do some of this stuff automatically. Now, imagine if you do it intentionally, that what happens is some of this, uh, like, assault or, you know, the sucking of the energy just rolls off and it goes around you. You know, it's really amazing how our intention and a few little things, because you can do this in your mind too and close this down, but, you know, these little things, because we're human, are a very easy way and it looks polite and it looks like you're paying attention, but you've closed down your energy so that you're feeling a little safer and it doesn't impact you quite as much. Right, Not Any other suggestions yeah, yeah. with what people can do with that? Um, well, the, your aura is actually programmable, and mm-hmm. um, even putting a shield outside of your aura, you can make it programmable, and you can your aura will do exactly what you want it to do. So even just telling the aura to collapse the spell um, mm-hmm. is extremely helpful. And um, <clears throat> so the, the techniques that you're talking about are very quick fixes, um, and also um, holding your thumbs like in a fist. So if you put your thumbs in a, inside of a fist, that will actually close down your aura, which was funny. When I just first discovered that, I realized I actually sleep like that with my thumbs closed inside of my hands and sub, um, subconsciously right. for some reason I'm protecting myself when I sleep. Um, but that's definitely a quick fix it, because it, you won't have to take that energy on. You don't have to, right. you won't have to adopt it. So when you cross your arms, you know, you can, right. it will, it will kind of bounce off of you. Um, right. Also just telling your aura to collapse, to be less than arm's length away. will do the same thing. Um, our auras are very, 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 very large. And especially if you're um, an energy person, your auras are probably double or triple the size of any other person. So collapsing your aura is extremely important, especially when you travel. Um, (laughs) I knew you were going to laugh on that one. (laughs) Do you want to tell that story or do you want me? (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. You you can, you can hit on it, but uh, she, uh, Barbara used to get stopped all the time in um, at the TSA while she was traveling until um, we hit on a technique. And um, you can actually make your aura uh, make you completely invisible, um, which can be a good or bad thing. But um, good thing, for example, if you're um, in front of a TSA person or a police officer or <laughs> um, you don't want to be invisible to other cars on the road, or right. you know something like that. So you just have to be very cautious on on what you're using it for. But why don't you go ahead and tell the story? Okay, I mean it was kind of funny, and I, and I'm pretty friendly, so I'm okay with that. But I I would you know of course fly to California once or twice a year, and you know I would get in the airport. I mean the minute I got in the airport, you know I was excited, and oh, I'm excited. My arm like it shoots way the heck out. 
and I smile and make eye contact with everybody I meet, and you know, and I'm in line and all that, and and for what, like two years, I never got to or from without, can, ma'am, can you step aside? <laughs> and it's like, sure, not a problem. You know, and I would be, you know, searched and, and all this stuff. And it's like, well, and that's okay if you have plenty of time. I don't really mind. And I, and I mentioned this one time, you know, when coming, you know, over to none, she says, well, what you need to do really is make yourself invisible and shrink down your aura. And I'm thinking, oh, God, how am I going to do that? I love, like, being in airports and seeing everybody's energy and just being there. And, like, I never mind my waits. I will wait for eight hours. I'm happy to do it because it's like a movie theater. And so I tried it. And it was shocking because, and I've tried it now for, what, a year and a half? And... They don't even notice me, not a bit. Even when I refuse to go in the x-ray thing, they just shoo me right by. They just, I just go right in. I like, it's almost like I don't exist. I'm like, this is really weird. But, you know, I'm one of those I have to prove it person. And, you know, it was very interesting. I wanted to add one little thing, you know, about the car, you know, like when you know there's police around. You can, you know, make your car invisible only to police if you're doing something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, please don't because you don't want to be invisible to other cars, and that was a really good point, Nod. Very, very good point. Invisibility works great to a certain point, and invisibility means that your RX field is not going to clash and bump and come under notice to somebody, and that's really what that means, and that's that, that's a whole other study, the study of invisibility, and that has been for centuries as well. Um, but, you know, I, I had to prove that for myself, and since I have learned that, I'm thrilled because I can go in at the last minute in the airport and I don't get stopped and searched, and it's wonderful. So, uh, yeah, you, you can guys. get your order to do anything. It's really incredible. Like, you know, ladies, if you want to go out and get noticed, you know, tell your aura, like, make me sexy. You know, it's just your it, your energy is all, it can all be manipulated. Energy can, I mean, your aura is all energy. It can do whatever it is that you're looking for it to do. Right. So, if you want people to, have to experiment and prove that to themselves. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, try try different things. So we're going to go ahead and go on a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go over um, some shielding techniques and talk more about cutting quartz. So we will be back in a moment. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E presents From Beyond, featuring your hosts, mother-daughter psychic mediums, Nadia Shapiro and Dr. Barbara Williams. As promised, we're always thinking of ways to bring you a fresh new perspective. Check out this lineup of our newest shows. The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, featuring Firefly Willow's L.I.V.E. favorite, Heisey Lutmers, and his co-host, Charlie Harrington, on the second Tuesday evening each month. A Shamanic Life, hosted by John Carousella, on the first and third Tuesday evenings each month. What's Your Prescription for Balance, with Dr. Glenna Calder, the first Thursday afternoon each month, and Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lizney the third Thursday afternoon each month. 
Introducing our newest show, the second and fourth Saturday mornings each month, From Beyond, with mother-daughter psychic mediums, Nadia Shapiro and Dr. Barbara Williams. We're excited. Give us a listen as we continue to create new and entertaining ways for you to shine your inner light. Join us at Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E. going to go ahead and talk about cutting cords and the importance of cutting cords. And we hit on it a little bit in, when we were talking about cleaning our energy with the salt bath. Now, um, cutting cords, basically, every time you've talked to anybody or even thought about anybody in your entire lifetime, you have created an energetic cord with that person. So if you've never had your cords cut, then you're carrying around a lot of stuff. So, again, you're not in your own energy. You're getting um, a lot of information, emotions from other people. Um, and I've definitely experienced, you know, I can cut my own cords pretty well, but I definitely have to say I get a, a lot better outcome when I have somebody else do it for me because sometimes subconsciously we don't necessarily cut all of the cords that we need to. Now, when we're talking about negative cords, we're not talking about love cords. Love cords are completely different, and, um, you know, you can't mistakenly cut a love cord. They always um, will stay or reattach themselves. But this is also wonderful for not only staying in your energy, but I have found this to be the most effective way to get over breakups. When I have... um, been with a client and I have said, okay, you know, are you ready to get over this breakup? They have to give me a clear yes or no. If they give me a yes, then what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll cut that cord specifically and I'll attach it to a higher power, like a church or something. I'll attach the other end of the cord to somewhere where the other person can get some type of spiritual food instead of feeding off of that person's energy. And what happens is they no longer have that longing feeling and or the other person is no longer contacting them. So it's definitely something you want to be ready for. And in my experience, a lot of people aren't ready for, but I, you know, usually if you just go ahead and do it and you cut that cord, you will feel so much, you know, you'll just, you'll feel in your, you'll be in your own energy and your own power and you won't have that longing sensation anymore. But, um, 
Why don't you go ahead and um, share some techniques you would use for cutting cords. I know you um, uh, talk about using some stones that are good for cutting cords. Right. There, you know, you can, I mean, if you're trained in cutting cords and, uh, you know, I think product healing works great, but there are other systems that help cut cords. One of, you touched on a really good point, Nod. One of the most common reservations that I get when I go and I, and I treat somebody is they give me this puzzled look because, you know, they're afraid that they're going to have all the cords from their children, their loved ones, you know, people they love are going to disintegrate and they're all of a sudden not going to have a relationship with them. You know, that's, and that, that doesn't work like that. You know, I'm, I'm really glad you explained that nod that it doesn't cut or dissociate you with someone or something that you absolutely love. Now cords that need to be cut would be, you know, obsessions, uh, things that are not making you feel good in the long run. And generally, as Nod said, if you haven't had your cord cut, you need to experience how you feel sitting in your own energy. There's nothing like it. Now, stones also, there are a couple of stones that I know of that will are very helpful for cutting cords, and one of them is blue kyanite. The other one is selenite. Now, those stones are peculiar in the fact that those are two stones that never need cleaning. In other words, you don't run those under any kind of running water or salt them. You know, you do not. Those are stones that are perpetually self-cleaning. They are very high vibration stones. If you wash selenite, it will turn yellow. Selenite almost looks like fiber optics. It's white, almost like filament, and beautiful. And if you shine a flashlight on one end, it'll shine all the way down to the other end. And kyanite is a, a, a little more delicate stone, but both of them can literally be used almost like in a cutting motion that you would cut your cords, and you literally would cut it. Some people feel comfortable doing it in their mind, Stones can help for those of us that are physical, more physical, and we would literally use a cutting motion to cut and clear. Now, the other thing that is very important to, you know, do on any type of cutting cords is both Nod and I have worked in the paranormal field as well. And it is vital if you go there, number one, for protection. Absolutely. Absolutely. You must protect yourself. But... Another biggie, the two points are protection and the second one is cutting your cords when you leave so that nothing whatsoever follows you or interferes with you or your energy, your loved one, your vehicle, or any item in any way. And you would do that literally by cutting cords. And, you know, the one way you don't forget is if you remember to make that slicing motion, it reminds you that you have done that. So it's all in your intention. Right. So would you recommend taking the stone and literally just how would you recommend that they cut their cords with the stone? You literally can use those stones almost like you would a knife. You know, you 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 would envision all of your cords bundled together like in a uh, like in a rope. And you would bring those stones down and cut those cords. And they would slice. You would see if you're clairvoyant, you would see them being sliced right through. 
so that you do not have any attachments to you. If you're not clairvoyant, you need to just trust that those stones are very effective in doing that. Now, right. those are two right. Those are two stones, and you do not need to clean them, wash them. I mean, you can smudge anything, but those stones you don't even need to do that with. They are self-cleaning. They're that high of a vibration of stone. So can I backtrack just one more second? Absolutely. You know, a, a stone that is really good in protection, tourmaline. It is probably the single most recommended stone that I would ever recommend for anybody. But as we covered on our last show, and, I, and if you're at all interested in this subject, you need to go and replay that last show. Any, any stone other than those two, citrine doesn't need to be clean. Black tourmaline, you need to cleanse it. So it's wonderful yeah. for protection, but realize that that negativity will gravitate toward that, not you, and you do need to cleanse it. Right. But it's wonderful for protection. And I just want to put in a little shameless self-promotion in there. Um, uh, <laughs> you should definitely check out both of our, our, our websites um, and the CDs that we've made. But um, a couple of the CDs I've made is to actually be able for, for people to actually do this stuff at home. And um, one of the CDs I made is for a, is a crystal program. So what you do is you write on a piece of paper what you want that stone to do. So say, for example, you have a piece of black tourmaline and you want it to protect you or protect your home. You write that on a piece of paper. You put the stone on top of it and you simply just put the stone and the piece of paper in front of the speakers and it will do the rest. Not only will the program clean it, but it will make that stone even more powerful than it already was. I use your CD, Nod. I, I use that as well. I use yours. And it works brilliantly. But yeah, not it's, just it's, for protection. It's all about you, people can do this at home as opposed to, right. you know, empowering people to do stuff on their own is, 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 is extremely important to both of us because we can only be in so many places at one time. <laughs> and, um, you guys can take this information and you can share it with other people. You know, absolutely. We don't mind. What's your website again, Ned? <laughs> uh, it's NadiaShapiro.com and uh, BarbaraWilliamsPhD.com. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, she also has some some wonderful CDs, um, which I do sell quite a bit of them as well. Is uh, on um, past life regression and um, cleaning um, cleaning your chakras, uh, which. Right. Actually, is a great point because we're on that topic, being able to clean your own chakras. And um, when your chakras are healthy and strong, you will automatically, um, they will automatically clear your energy. Right. So it's definitely right. something you want to um, check out. And there's many different techniques as well on how to clean your energy, how to cut your cords. Um, you can also, like she had mentioned earlier, call in Archangel Michael. Um, I use a little bit of a different technique. I like to physically go in and cut people's cords. Um, down. We have chakras in the front of our body and chakras in the back of our body. So I go in and I cut, well, physically cut those cords and remove them, um, and it leaves the person feeling 
um, right. lighter and um, more energized. And that's something I think it, it takes us about, you know, 10 minutes to, to do. It doesn't take very right. long, uh, maybe right. even less time. But uh, so the, la- the last subject we want to hit on is creating a shield and um, the importance of that and, and how to do that. And again, there's many, many, many different techniques. Now, the, the techniques that I think both of us would probably teach in person is a little different than what we're going to give you only because it's um, something we would physically need to show you. And um, over the break, we were discussing on how we were going to you know, get a video of that out to you guys. So we will definitely be working on that for you in the next um, couple of months. And um, getting that out to you so you can actually physically see uh, how we cut cords, how we do shielding techniques. Um, So one very simple, easy to remember technique, um, especially good for beginners, is just simply imagining yourself in um, immersed in white light. You know, you imagine your aura as being a complete round circle around you and you just imagine um, white light on the outside of that uh, outside of that, uh, outside of your aura, outside of the circle, and just um, you know, just imagine that you're completely protected and you're safe. And again, it's all within your mm-hmm. intention. But um, with the white light technique, I do find that you do have to do it quite often, a couple times a day. What else would you recommend? I, I always, I always sort of. Um think that I'm Glinda, the good witch of the north and the wizard of Oz coming down in her white bubble. <laughs> I, I tend to be very visual. <laughs> and, and it's a very strong bubble. If you're going to white light yourself, do remember always to time it. If you don't, there is a four-hour limit, and then it goes away. And I, w- I will say something, that if you do use that white light technique, what happens is if you remember to do it each and every day or however frequently you remember, remember that your light becomes stronger with use. It's like anything that you practice or do or use. The more you do it, the stronger it becomes. So it's, very, it's a very valuable tool. And you also can do this for other people, you know, and then you come up with the subject, well, what's free will? Well, you know, if you're working for the highest good, you're not interfering with free will, but you are literally, it's almost like blessing or praying for someone to, you know, protect them or surround them in white light. It's very helpful for children, for mothers of children. um, I I do a lot of um, parents with young children that are very gifted. And I teach the parents to do this for them until they're old enough to be able to do it for themselves. And it really strengthens their light and gives them more strength and less fear. So it helps both the child and the parent. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a really a really good point and that's um definitely a subject I I bring up a lot with my students and in my book um being in your own energy and standing your own ground um and doing that without fear. And I always ask my students it's a trick question when I give them the shielding technique um you know they come in and I said, "Okay, are you protected?" And it's really a trick a trick question. To believe you're protected 
than you are. But if you don't believe in the shield, it's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to work. So it's important to really believe that you are. That's a good point. You know, I know, I know, you know, like when I do paranormal investigations, but I, you know, I am very clairvoyant. And I can tell, you know, if I, and usually this is only early on when people work with me, and they'll come in and I'll say, well, did you remember to protect yourself? You know, and I'll look at them, and, and I know whether they don't, because they don't, it's almost like they don't shimmer. And then, no, they go and they do it, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, You know, it's like, I mean, they're only hurting themselves, you know. Certainly, you know, I'm protected, but I, you know, can tell when people are trying to do that. And some people have to prove that for themselves, that that works. But it's almost like if you are able to see auric fields, that you see a little more of a shimmer going around the person. It almost looks like if you ever look at a sidewalk in a really hot day and you see the waves coming off, it looks kind of like that. So right. I usually tell when someone is shielded or protected or if they're closed right. down and they're shielded, it becomes very, very intense. Right. You know, and it is measurable, you know. I, I do find ways to to actually measure it because I'm a, one of those show-me people and I believe most people are and and I like to prove to people how it works right yeah um so in the I and I believe you probably use the similar the same technique I do in the technique that we um usually teach or actually physically do for our clients um uh, the layer that we use is programmable so what we do is we literally tell it everything that we want it to do. Number one is allowing all negativity to escape your aura because if you haven't, you know, really cleansed your aura, you still have negativity in there. And so if you close up your aura with a shield, um, you can get aggravated because that energy, that negative energy is bouncing inside of your aura and has no way to be released. And so kind of creating a one-way hole is important as well. And then being very clear on what you wanted to be protected from. Like I usually will say, you know, protect me on this level and all others, you know, from harm, danger, you know, negative negativity and I'll you know, I kinda go on and on. Make me invisible to all law enforcement officials. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, oh, Randy Rue. <laughs> but you can make, you know, a long list of whatever it is. As a matter of fact, uh, both Barbara and I could um, program a stone to do specifically that for you. So when you have the stone, it will, um, when you have the stone in your presence, it will um, protect you and with all of the, the things that you're looking looking for to be protected from. And you can do this with your house, with your car. Um, and if right. you do get, you know, good at shielding, it can stay up for weeks and weeks at a time. Um, if you have a, a stone that's shielding you, right. the stone can be programmed for a certain time limit. Um, right. And uh, it will, you know, last however long you want it to last. So, but that usually comes with practice. Um, and also emotions will knock down your shield. So if you have any extreme emotion, whether, you know, it's, anger or sadness or anything like that, it will knock down your shield. 
But um, your shield is programmable, and you have to also, I also add that, you know, the shield, my shield is only programmable by me, meaning nobody else can program my shield. And, hey, you never know what could happen, whether somebody else is messing with your shield on this dimension or another dimension. Really, it's it's hard to tell what's going on. So I just kind of add that, add that in there that only I can do anything with it. And as soon as I know it's knocked down, you know, I just automatically imagine it being backed up. So emotions can, you know, knock it down. Right. Right. Well, the same I found with um, empaths. Sometimes if you come into a really highly emotional uh, arena and someone else's very strong emotion you you do need to learn to redirect that so it does not come at you or does not enter your shield. You don't let it enter your shield. And, and there are trainings for that. You know, and that's right. very important for anybody who is very empathic. Very, very important words. I mean, you don't, you won't realize how important until you start doing it. And then you realize how differently you feel when you are really able to stand in your own energy and realize what an amazing being you are. Each individual of us are amazing. But most people, you know, are, you know, battling concerns, depressions, worries, whatever. There are many things to come into a life and realize that many of those things may not be coming from you, but they may be coming from another source. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, that actually hits on another point. Um, you know, shields, also making your shield protect you against any other type of um, frequency that's harmful to you, like wireless EMF fields. Um, they are extremely destructive to our auric field, to our energy. Our energy literally shrinks when we are in front of a TV, a computer, on a phone. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of studies coming out now that, um, you know, these our phones are causing brain tumor and brain cancer um, from us holding up them next to our heads. And I cringe whenever I see a child on an iPad or a computer because their auras do not actually harden until the age of 10 to 12 years old. And so, like, I, I don't have children, but, you know, when I do decide to have children, they will not even come in contact with any of that stuff until much older. Um, it's extremely harmful in their development. Um, I mean, it will make them so much, it would make them susceptible to um, diseases, makes them susceptible to all kinds of ailments. We need our aura to develop and harden to protect us from a whole load of things. If your aura is strengthened and hardened, you know, you can do this through breathing techniques, through shielding, you can actually ward off many different types of physical ailments. By cleaning your energy on a daily basis, you can avoid things like cancer. Cancer and all of these diseases hide out in your aura long before they even hit your physical body. Um, If your aura is strengthened and hardened, you could actually withstand a physical impact like nothing else and actually walk out and be perfectly fine. So there's 
so many benefits good to, to cleansing and hardening um, your auric field. It's it's so important. It really is. That's why these techniques have been around for so long. You know, that's that's a good point you brought up, Nod, and it really is sad because you see more and more kids younger and younger, and even in our school systems, they're being pulled into more electronics rather than, you know, having free reign in their imagination, you know, right. or physical play. Right. It's we're, sad, but... We're being turned into robots instead of the energetic light beings that we are, you know? Yeah. Well... well um, we have had a, an amazing show today. Um, this is definitely a topic that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. We love working with people on it because it empowers people to be who they really are. And that's what we're here for, really. <laughs> um, right. And then, and then they're awesome to be around. And it's even better. <laughs> right. And, you know, as we love this topic so much, I was thinking that maybe um, our next show could be on chakras and really what they are and the components that they are and how to clean them and how to heal your own chakras where you don't necessarily have to go see um, a healer all the time, but you're taking matters into your your own hands and you're taking your own well-being, your physical, emotional, and mental well-being into your own hands. And that's... That's a wonderful thing. So um, does that sound good to you? That sounds great to me. I think it's all about empowerment, you know, and that's part of empowerment, you know, individual empowerment to let us know the powerful, wonderful life beings that we are. Great. I like that idea. (laughs) Yes. So definitely uh, stay tuned to our next show. We'll talk about chakras and how to clean them. And check out our website, Barbara Shapiro, Barbara Williams. (laughs) That was a Freudian slip. Barbara Williams, (laughs) PhD. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you all soon. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for our live on-air call-in show, Sunday morning at 1030 a.m.